In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to be discussing the four kaisas that we have on the night of the Pesach, the obligation of reclining during these four kaisas, and how that's very much connected to the four expressions of Geula to which the four kaisas correspond. The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by bringing you Yerushalmi that actually has a number of different Rimozim hints and reasons for the four kaisas. But the Rebbe says it's only the reason corresponding to the four Lashonis of Geula that the four koises are directly connected with the matter of Geula, whereas the other reasons given in the Yerushalmi are not so much connected to the Indian of Geula. And as we'll see in the Sikha, this makes a very practical difference to the fact that we have to recline when we're having the four cups. And in order to explain this, the, Alter, the Rebbe brings the Alter Rebbe when discussing the idea of reclining, the Alter Rebbe says that we need to recline by the matzah and the wine, because these things specifically are a zeicher for geula and cheres for freedom, for redemption, and so on. And the Alter Rebbe goes on to say, because the four cups, the Chachamim were mesakin, established, corresponding to the four expressions of geula in Pasha's Vo'era, and the Alter Rebbe says an interesting order over here, he says, vigoalti v'lakachti v'itzalti, Says the Alter Rebbe, therefore we need to recline in a way of freedom, whereas the rest of the meal, it's optional, it's what we call mitzvah and amuvchar, it's best, but you don't have to. So the Rebbe asks, first of all, why does the Alter Rebbe need to give reasons for reclining when there was a previous if already when the Alter Rebbe was discussing the idea that on the night of Pesach we need to show as if we went out of Mitzrayim, therefore we need to do things in a way of freedom and we need to recline. Why does the Alter Rebbe suddenly need to be giving us again reasons when discussing the matzah and the wine? If anything, he needs to tell us why we don't need to recline the rest of the meal. Also, why is it relevant that it's in Pasha's Ba'er, these expressions, and the order, why does the Alter Rebbe change the order from Vayitzaisi, Vayitzalti, Vagaalti, Vilakakti, as in the Pasek and as the Gemara quotes it, to this order of Vayitzaisi, Vigaalti, Vilakakti, and Vayitzalti. In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, we'll first have a look at the general concept of Haseba, of reclining, which can really be explained in two different ways. Is reclining a separate obligation for itself on the night of Pesach? And, Part of the obligation of reclining, we're told some details in that mitzvah of reclining is that specifically we should do it by the matzah and the wine, etc. Or do we say that reclining is a detail of the mitzvah of matzah and wine? That means not reclining is a separate thing for itself, rather it's a detail within the way we're supposed to have the matzah and supposed to have the wine. What would be the practical difference that Eber says? So let's say a person ate the matzah and the wine, and he had it without reclining. Did he fulfill the mitzvah of matzah? Midirabonah, that is, because he was supposed to recline. Or do we say that, no, he actually, he was supposed to recline, so he missed out on the actual mitzvah of matzah. Or do we say that, no, the mitzvah of matzah he did regardless. It's the mitzvah of reclining, which is a separate mitzvah, that he did not fulfill. Practically, the difference would be then, does he need to now make another alachilas matzah? That is, did I eat the matzah properly, or did I not eat the matzah properly? Was the reclining a detail of the matzah, or was the reclining a separate thing for itself? Another difference would be, let's say, now when I'm going to re-eat the matzah, I don't even have to recline, because let's say I'm sitting in front of my Rebbe, where there's no obligation to recline now the second time. If I missed out on eating matzah properly the first time, that means I didn't eat matzah properly, so now I have to eat the matzah again, even though I'm not going to recline the second time either, because I never ate matzah properly. 
But if the mitzvah was a mitzvah of reclining, well, now I'm not going to recline anyways. There's no point in eating the matzah again. The Rebbe then goes on in the Sicha to try to prove from a few different places both ways. One example is from a Gemara that discusses a waiter that ate a kazayis of matzah when he was reclining his yoytzeh, that the Gemara says if he reclined his yoytzeh, if not, not. So the Rebbe says it's obvious what we're discussing is his obligation, whether he's yoytzeh the mitzvah of matzah. Because the reclining, of course he's not yoytzeh reclining if he didn't recline. The Rebbe brings a rosh that discusses whether a person has to drink the cups of wine again if he didn't recline. And whether that's considered looking as if he's adding to the cups. And the rush brings a svar and saying, well, since he didn't recline, it's not even counted as part of the cups. Which both of these things seem to be implying that reclining is a detail in the matzah or the wine. On the other hand, we could also prove the other way that matzah, that reclining is a mitzvah for itself. First of all, from the fact that we say that during the rest of the meal, if you recline, hareza meshubach. Also, when we look at the actual obligation, both the Rambam and Al Terebbe tell us that the whole point of reclining is that we're supposed to show in all matters of this night that we're doing it in a way of freedom, as if we went out of Mitzrayim, and that's part of the mitzvah of reclining. So in order to put both of these things together, whether it's a mitzvah for itself, or it's a part of the mitzvah of matzah, the Rebbe says that actually they're both true. It's both part of the mitzvah of matzah and it's also a mitzvah in itself. And, and this way we'll be able to understand the words of the Alter Rebbe. That first he's speaking about the general obligation that we recline in order to show that show of freedom. Then in a separate sif he starts telling us that there are certain things like the matzah and the wine. Since we have them specifically to remember the idea of cheirus as a zeicher lecheirus, that's why they specifically need the idea of reclining. So again, there is a separate mitzvah of reclining, but matzah and wine specifically because they are primarily there for re, for the idea of cheirus, we need to recline in them. And then it becomes part of that mitzvah of the matzah and wine. In order to emphasize that the, that the cups of wine are specifically to do with cheirus, that's why he brings the four l'shoinois, although in a different order, as we'll get back to in a minute. Again, because the other reasons given in the Gemara have nothing to do with Geula. The Al-Tareb is trying to uh, emphasize the idea that the Dalit Koises are here for Geula, and that's why we need to recline. That's also why he mentions that it's in Pasha's Vo'era, so we should understand that the Vo'era, the whole point of Eira, is about the redemption, the freedom of the Yidden, so that these four Lashonis are part of the Geula. However, one could ask, seemingly, even if, yes, these four cups correspond to four Lashonis of Geula, but we know that each one of the cups are also established as being done in separate times in a Seder, we say different things for each one of the cups, so seemingly they're not just Indian of Geula. And therefore the Alter Rebbe changes the, the order of the Pasuk, because it's specifically, in the way he changes the order of the Pasuk, and we'll see in a moment, that each part of the Haggadah we're going to say is going to correspond to one of the Lashonis of Geula, the parts of the Haggadah that we say for that Kois, this is going to emphasize to us that even when we think we're doing other things on the Kaisis, they're still connected back to the four Lashonis of Geula. And therefore, we need to recline specifically as part of that Kais. How are they connected to the four Lashonis? So we have the order of the Alter Rebbe. Again, Vo'itseisi is, is during Kiddush, that first cup, where we say, Zeicher li Mitzrayim. I take them out. 
The next lashon is v'goalti eschem bezroya natuya v'shvatim gedolim. This is a passage discussing the redemption in great details with all the miracles that are going to happen. That's exactly what we're doing for the whole Haggadah during Magid, speaking about all those miracles that happen, and we specifically also conclude with the bracha asher geolonu, like v'goalti. So that's number two. Then comes the third lashon v'lakachti eschem lilom, where Hashem is saying, "I'm going to take you as my nation." This is referring to Matan Torah. This corresponds to the third cup of, which we say on Birchas HaMazim, which we know the halacha is, that mentioning our Teiroscha Shalimadetanu, the Torah that you gave us, and that you taught us is a crucial part of our benching. And finally, Vitzalti says the Rebbe, Vitzalti is just a general saving of the Yidin. And this is a hint to the Geulah HaAsidah. And this is why we say it by the, for the last case, where we start off with Shvoicha Moscha, speaking about the Geulah HaAsidah, and the bracha that we say after Nishmas, Birchas Hashir, all referring to the Geula Acharoina, which is just in a general way we're told about. We don't know the details of what's going to be, as the Rambam tells us. We don't know these things, how they're going to happen until they happen. So in other words, what we see from here is that not only do the four cups correspond to four Lashonis of Geula, but also the whole Haggadah, each one of the parts of the Haggadah corresponds to one of these Lashonis of Gula. So in this way, all four cups are directly associated constantly from every aspect with the Indian of Gula. And this is why, again, this will help us understand why reclining is such a crucial part of the four Kaisis. The Rebbe now takes it the Pnimi to look at it in another way. It's explained in Lekutei Torah that there's four levels of Tshuva. Hinted in the Pasuk, Sur Shalom Sur Meirah is not to separate from, is, is to stay away from bad. This is obviously the tshuva where he wants to make sure he's never removing himself from Hashem. He wants to make sure there's constantly gilu yelikus in the world. And the Altarebbe explains this is mainly corresponding to the level we call memali kolalmin. Then there's tshuva for vaasei toiv. If I miss down, I'm bringing down an oil of Hashem through my action. I need to go up to a much higher level now to bring down a new oil. This is a level called soiviv kolalmin. Then comes Bakesh Sholem. Sholem is generally a hint of the idea of Torah, which brings, which brings Sholem both in the upper realms and the lower realms. And this is connecting with the very essence of Hashem that goes beyond This is a higher level of Tshuva called Tshuva law. Within Torah itself, we of course have two levels of Torah. We have Nigla de Torah and Pnimiyas Torah. So these are another two levels of Tshuva. Now that Tzemach Tzedek explains that these four levels of Tshuva are what the four koisois cor- that correspond to. So now let's go back to the four koisois and connect it to the lashonois. So sur meirah is the idea of going away from all negativity from the tumah of Mitzrayim, which is the idea of oitzei. See, I'll take you out from Mitzrayim. The itzalti is explained that the word the itzalti, in addition to meaning saving, the word the itzalti is also from the word sail, which means a shade, something protecting, something a shadow from above, which is the idea of saving kalalman, which is particularly brought down through the mitzvahs, through the asay toiv, as the apostle says of it, sail yodai, through the shade of my hand, I protect you, I cover you. The ga'alti is the idea of Torah. As we say, ein l'cha ben chayr, and a person is not free unless someone that learns Torah. And finally, Vilakachti is the next level of Torah, Pnimiyas HaTorah, where we mamish become absolutely united forever with Hashem. So now these four expressions would be going generally, what we call Mulmatalamayla, a person is climbing up the ladder, going upwards, Surmeira, Seitoiv, and then the two levels of Torah. However, the truth of the matter is, when we speak about going upwards, we need to see which one is really higher. Is it Torah or action? Because sometimes we speak about Torah being greater, sometimes we speak about action being greater. 
So as far as the first one, the first kois is definitely because you always need to stay away from the negative first. But now, which one comes first? Action or Torah? So in Torah, in Chumash, and in the Yerushalmi, the order is Vaitzaisi. After Vaitzaisi goes Vigoalti and Vilokachti. Vaitzaisi, sorry, Vaitzaisi, Vitzalti, and then Vigoalti and Vilokachti, because Vigoalti and Vilokachti are the levels of Torah, which that comes all the way at the end. That's the highest level. Whereas Vitzalti was the, the mitzvahs, the positive actions that came before. However, when we speak in Shulchan Aruch, the Altenab is speaking in Shulchan Aruch, which is Maisebapoil, practical halacha, which one comes last, meaning the highest? The Asei Toiv, the Maisebapoil. Another way of explaining it, says the Rebbe, is based on Kabbalah, Priyetz Chaim, it says, that the four cups correspond to the four Bonim, to the four Chocham, Rosh, and the Tam, and the She'en, and the It's explained in Priyetz Chaim that there's also, these four are also corresponding to the Oilomois, the Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiyah. So, what's the order of these four? So again, in the Torah and in the Haggadah, the order goes as follows. We know it goes Chacham, Rasha, Tamun, Sha'ina, Yedei, Elisha. Now the Chacham is the world of Atzilus, and that corresponds to the first word of Vohit Seisi. Then comes the Rasha. Now the Rasha is really the lowest. It's the world of Asiya. So it's the, the Hitzalti. Nevertheless, it comes second, as we'll see in a moment, because the Rasha needs to be next to the Chacham, so the Chacham can influence it. Or the world of Asiya comes right after Atsilus in this context, because Atsilus is the high earth that can influence the world of Asiya. Then comes the Tam, which is the world of Bri and Vigoalti. And finally, the Sha'ani Yedei Elisha, which is the world of Yitzira and Vilakachti. However, in Shulchan Aruch, why does the Al-Tareba put Vitzalti last? Because he's putting the Russia last. Because in the order, according to Shulchan Aruch, according to Maisim Apoyal, which one is going to be the lowest one? is going to be the Russia, and that's why he only comes by the end. That's why the Alter Rebbe puts Vihit Salti all the way at the end. The Rebbe concludes the Sikha by saying that we know the Gula is going to come similar to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that by our Avoidam being Mashpia, and all four of these children, that they should be Bonim, children to Hashem Lekeichem, will be Zoich to the four Lashonis of Gula, the Gula Hamitiz Vashlema.